Well, are y'all awake? We decided first service wasn't awake, so let's see if y'all are awake this morning. All right, good deal. Karen, I'm sorry. Dave was asleep during the board meeting, I suppose, right? Oh, yeah, he was. Because we tell it where everything goes around here. So he should know, but he must have been asleep during the board meeting. So, uh, right, Dr. Fry? That's right, yeah. So, good deal. Well, Brother Keith, the good-looking part of this, yeah, is uh, uh, taking a little extra rest. You know, he not only preaches, but he flies everywhere he goes. And so, last Sunday when we got out of here, we rushed home and took off and flew again and and uh, so I said, uh, yeah, rest time. So he's, he's resting just a little bit. So uh, we're doing good. Y'all think we can do it without him today? Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. And uh, it'll be good. So uh, are y'all ready? All right, let's do it. Uh, let's pray. So Father, we just come to you this morning and we just ask you for your anointing, your utterance, Your words to come forth, Father, just exactly the way that you would have them to come forth. We just ask you that you would lead, guide, and direct every word that comes out of our mouth, Father, that it would be the words that you would have us to say that would help us the most, Father, and lead us in the right direction that we should go. We thank you for doing that in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, in thinking about what we were supposed to do today, the Lord reminded me of some things You know, I always like to teach about things that have helped me or that I've had issues with and the Lord has helped me to overcome. And uh, I know that this is an area that I think most people have had questions about or issues about. Anybody ever wondered where you were supposed to go or what you were supposed to do or when you were supposed to do it or how you were supposed to do it or if you were supposed to go to the doctor or if you were supposed to take this medicine or if you were supposed to go to this church or if you were supposed to have kids or if you... Just a whole bunch of ifs or ifs or nots or, or when or where or why or buy this place or don't buy this place or give here or don't give here or don't... There's lots of questions that a lot of us just don't know the answers to if we just try to... Think about it, you know. But there's ways to find out the answers to all those things. And uh, we can find them out. And so uh, I think we'll find out the answers maybe even in the first scripture that we look at this morning. You ready? Yeah. Uh, Hebrews 11.8. And you don't have to turn to all of these. Uh, I, you know, I don't uh, profess to be uh, the teacher's teacher like Keith is, the line upon line upon line upon line, you know. So... You know, you, you can, you know, kind of look at the screen or whatever, and then we'll let him do the line up online. How about that, you know? Because he's pretty proficient at that sort of thing, you know? And so um, I'm not going to try to do that sort of thing most of the time. So uh, just listen. I think you'll get the spirit of what we're trying to say. And uh, they'll put it up on the board, and you can just relax a little bit. But if you zone and go to sleep, how many of you were here Friday night? We may hop around the church a little bit. Because that means you froze up on me. So, uh, okay, Hebrews 11, verse 8 says, By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out of the place, he didn't even, after he was going to receive an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out not knowing where he went. The Living Bible says, Abraham trusted God. And when God told him to leave home and go far away to another land that he would promised to give him, Abraham obeyed. And he went not even knowing where he was going. Now that gives you all the direction you need for the rest of your life. Follow Abraham. And it gives you all the answers. Right? 
do you take the medicine? Do you go to the doctor? Do you do this? Do you that? Just go. Don't even know where you're going. Right? Not. But let's keep going. Genesis 13.8 says, And Abram said to Lot, Let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me or my herdsmen and your herdsmen. So let's separate ourselves. Now here's the one that I really like. He got direction. There's strife. He used his common sense. He said, let's separate. And he did what any wise man would do. He said, you choose. Not even the man of God chose. He says, okay, Lot, if you will, go to the left. Then I'm going to go to the right. And if you decide to go to the right, then guess what? I'm going to go to the left. Now, that's real spiritual, isn't it? That's heavy-duty stuff. How do you like that for direction? Let somebody else choose for you. That's good direction, isn't it? Why are y'all shaking your heads? You don't like that direction? That's what Abraham did. You know, you can let somebody else choose and they'll pick the better spot. Isn't that what happened? Who won out though? Okay. And verse 10 said, Lot lifted up his eyes and he got this spot. And then verse 11 says, Lot chose. So Abraham didn't even choose. So, okay, here's your, here you go. Do I buy this house? Uh, let's see. What do you think? Should I buy this house? No. Okay, I won't buy it. It's pretty much what he did. You pick. How's that for direction for your life? Not good. Let's keep going. All right? So there wasn't really much specific direction in those, right? Well, let's look at these, and there's a little bit of specific direction. Matthew 10 says, The twelve Jesus sent forth, and he commanded them, and he said, Go not. They're putting it up on the screen. You don't have to keep hunting for it. Uh, Matthew 10, 5. Jesus told his disciples, he said, Go not the way of the Gentiles. And into the city of Samaria, enter not. Now, that's good direction. You're about to leave where you are, and all the Lord tells you is, don't go to Dallas. Go anywhere else, but don't go there. That's good direction, right? It's like me telling the employees. Okay? Um... Don't do this. Well, what do we do? I just said, don't do that. That's all Jesus told them. How's that for direction? You like that? Not so much, right? But he did tell them this. He said, do this when you get there. Preach, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. But... Ladies, you want to cut, scratch this part out of your Bible, okay? Don't take any gold or silver or brass in your purses. 
Or this next part's even worse. It says, um, nor script for your journey, nor two coats, nor two shoes. <laughs> the men are loving it, no packing. <laughs> for you're worthy of your hire. So he's not telling them where to go, but he's telling them what to do and what to take. So that's a little bit of specifics, but you still don't know where you're going. Why is he not giving them any information? Confused? Hang on. This next group, he gives very specific information to. Very detailed, specific information to. Exodus 12. The Lord told Moses exactly what to tell them. To get their animals... They, they must be uh, year-old males, Exodus 12, 1, I'm reading verse 5, without defect, and then take them uh, until the, take care of them until the 14th day of the month, and then slaughter them at twilight, and then the blood put on the tops and the sides of the door frames, and then eat the meat roasted over fire, and eat it with bitter herbs and bread, and make it without yeast, and don't eat any meat raw or cooked in water, but roasted over the fire, the head and the legs and the inner parts, and don't leave any of it till morning. And he goes into great lengthy detail for, with them, very, very specific detail with them what to do. Do you know why? I'm not going to tell you right now. (laughs) Then the next part, Exodus 16. Talking about the manna. How many remember the story about the manna? Okay. Did he give them specific detail as to what to do about the manna? Why is it some of the time he's giving very specific detail... And other of the time, he's giving hardly any detail. Has that ever happened in your life? Sometimes it seems like, I mean, dot, 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 dot. And other times it's like, okay, God, give me a clue. You ever wonder? Like in Mark. He tells him about the loaves and the fishes. And he tells them to sit down, he's going to feed them, into these specific companies. He says, sit down in ranks, companies of 100 and companies of 50s. Specific information. Don't sit down by 75 and don't sit down by 125, 100s and 50s. Very, very, very specific information. Are you lost? Why is it that sometimes he gives very specific information and other times he leaves you lost? Like you don't know what you're supposed to be doing. Why did he tell Abraham, go, and you don't know where you're going? Let's look at this next one. I think it will pull some of it together for you. 2 Samuel. Chapter 5, verse 19. And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up to the Philistines? 
Will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said to David, Go up, for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into your hand. He asked him a question. He got an answer. Let's look at it. I think it's in the Living Bible. No, the NIV. 2 Samuel 5.19. It says, David inquired of the Lord, Shall I go and attack the Philistines? Will you hand them over to me? And the Lord answered him, Go, for I will surely hand the Philistines over to you. Question, answer. Great. Okay? Sounds like he's going to battle. Doesn't have any specific direction from the Lord. He's going up. He's going to fight. He knows exactly what he's going to do. He doesn't, the Lord doesn't tell him, do it this way, do it that way. He just goes into battle and he's going to win. Correct? He doesn't need any more instruction because David's fought battles before. Correct? He goes straight into battle. He fights and he wins. He prevails. He knows how to do it. He's been fighting battles year after year after year. This is not a big deal for him. He doesn't probably major stress over it because this is what he does. It's like you going and doing your job. This is what he does. Okay? Look at verse 22. Once more the Philistines came up and David inquired of the Lord. And the Lord said, Do not go straight up. Now, the first one he said, go straight up. This one he said, do not go straight up. But circle around behind them and attack them in front of the balsam trees. And as soon as you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the balsam trees, move quickly, because that will mean that the Lord has gone out in front of you to strike the Philistine army. And David did as the Lord commanded, and he struck the Philistines all the way from Gibeon to Gezer. Why? Didn't the Lord give David specific instructions the very first time? Why doesn't he give you specific instructions the very first time? Why doesn't he give Rick here in the morning when he wakes up? Why doesn't he say, Rick, get out of bed, comb your hair, brush your teeth, put your clothes on. You probably should put clothes on before you leave the house, Rick. Get in your car, put it in R, back out of the driveway, go to your place of employment. You probably need to eat lunch today. Do these things. Why doesn't he line it out for him exactly what he's supposed to do? Because the Lord already knows what Rick knows. I, as an employer, I don't call in here every single day and tell every person exactly what they're supposed to do. How many employers have we got? How many people has got somebody underneath them? Do you tell them every single day exactly what they're supposed to do? If something changes, do you tell them?
Okay? Say, Dr. Ray here. He gets up. He goes to work. His normal routine. He's going to work on somebody. He knows how to work on a patient. He's been doing it every day for how many years? 16 years. He would get up. He'd go to work. He'd unlock the office. He'd go in. Take the phones off recorder, whatever the normal routine would be. He'd get ready to... Mary would get ready, Dr. Mary would get ready to x-ray the patient. She'd do it normally. Just go through their normal routine of doing it. Would God be telling them normally every step of the way what to do? Why? Why wouldn't he be telling them every step of the way what to do? Because he knows what they know. And he knows that they know what to do right now. The same thing with Abraham. He was not confused for one moment what Abraham knew. He'd been fellowshipping with Abraham. He knew what Abraham knew. But when he wanted Abraham to do something specific, what did he do? He gave him specific instructions about Isaac. Or about the men he sent for him and Sarah to have kids. He sent somebody across his path and told him exactly this is going to happen at this amount of time. He gave him specific instructions at that point in time because he didn't know that. But what happens so many times, it's like people try to trick God with what they know and what they don't know. And they don't take the step of what they do know today. then when they do take that step today, they assume it will be the exact same tomorrow and not do like David did. Did it look like this battle with David could be exactly the same thing? It said the Philistines. It said once more. Does that sound like again it had happened? To me, once more sounds like not just the second time. It sounds like probably that had happened several times. Once more, David inquired of the Lord. Well, what if, I know probably, most likely, they do pray in the morning. Lord, show us what to do today. Show us how to do this. They go to work on another person, they're going to pray. What if they go to work on a person, and they've worked on them before, and the Lord says, whoa, stop. Do it this way this time, instead of that way. And they inquired of the Lord, and that person gets better. Well, it's the exact same thing with you. 
the situation could look exactly the same. They came in the day before. We worked on them this way the day before. We worked on them this way this day and this day and this day and this day. And the Lord didn't say anything. But this day he says, no, do this this time. And the situation can look exactly the same. But it's not the same. Because you don't know who's you're dealing with this time. You don't know what the, what they, how they slept last night. You don't know who they've come in contact with. You don't know but what God didn't keep them up all night long and give you favor. And you go in there upset or hard and you undo it. Your job is to inquire of the Lord. Take the steps that He tells you to take because He knows what you know. And if he's not telling you anything different, if he doesn't say turn to the left, then don't turn to the left. If he doesn't say turn to the right, then don't turn to the right. Do what he's shown you to do or what you know to do. Why did Abraham separate from Lot? Was there just a major word from the Lord? No, common sense. We got some strife here. We got to stop this. He knows what you know. He didn't have to go down there and tell him to separate. He knew what he knew. So he didn't have to go down there and say, okay, now this is what you need to do to keep from causing trouble. He knows what I know about working in our office. He doesn't have to come to me every day and say, Phyllis, now if this happens, you need to do this. He knows how I'm going to handle that situation already. So he doesn't have to come and speak to me and, and give me a vision or give me a word because he knows this. he's trained me this way this many years and I've been going this way. So he knows what's going to happen. But if something needs to happen different, I should be inquiring of him every day in every situation. Lord, now this is how we did it yesterday. Uh, we're going to go this way unless you say something different. We're, we're heading out that way. But now, if you say stop, and normally we get here, and we do the mail, and then we do this, and we do that. But if you say today, Lord, we need to do this first. Because we don't know what's going to happen this afternoon, and we need to be ready to do this. Then that's what we do. And he changes up your day a little bit. And you realize later, well, this is why he changed my day. But you spent the time, and you asked him about it. You didn't just assume. Because he made you. You can't just do what you want to do. Oh, I had a good thought. Let's do this. Guess who brings thoughts? And they can seem really, really good. And they can seem really, really fruitful. But if they're not of God, they can get you on a different path. And they can take you a totally wrong way. And that's not what you want. You want the path that God has for you. So how do you find that path? It can look exactly the same and be totally different. Why didn't David go up and fight exactly the same way that day? Let's look at something here. 1 Samuel chapter 16. The Lord sent Samuel to pick a king from Jesse's boys. 
And he went through one. And he went through another one. And they all looked good. And he said, Lord, surely this is them. And the next verse, surely this is them. And the next verse, surely this is them. And the next verse, surely this is them. And then in verse 10, he says, Jesse had seven of his sons pass by Samuel. But Samuel said to him, the Lord hadn't chosen any of these. Then in verse 11, he says, Jesse, is this all the kids you have? You ever been there? You ever felt like you were seeking the Lord about something? It's like, you tried this one? Mm-mm. It ain't it. You tried this one? Mm. Like the three little bears tried the porridge? This ain't it. Well, he tried them all. And it wasn't it. Till he got to the last one. Now, why couldn't David have not been out in the field that particular minute? Don't you think the Lord could have had him in the house that day? Or something else could have happened? Sure. But he didn't. I know in things that we have done over the years, time and time and time again, almost every time that we have done something, we haven't just gone directly to it. You say, well, don't you know how to be led? I think so. But why don't you just go directly to it all the time? Why didn't he? The more I studied yesterday, the more I saw that every time some of these things happened, it wasn't for the person that it was happening for, but the person that they were coming in contact with. Like, for instance, say us. Say we looked at uh, five buildings before we got the first one, or six buildings, or seven buildings, or 12 buildings, or you looked at 10 houses. How many people did you come in contact with during that process of time? I mean, you got an office. How many offices did you look at before you, you know? They're laughing. How many cars did you look at before you bought the one you bought? How many salesmen did you come in contact with before you bought that car that you bought? Do you think that it's possible that maybe you were coming in contact with some of these people? And I'm not saying every time you did that, you were right. But if you were being led, you could have been coming in contact with these people to plant some seed or be a witness or you were coming in contact with them to leave some of your residue back behind? Leave some of God back behind and plant a little bit of a seed back behind for some of these people? Well, you were a witness whether it was a good one or a bad one. I know every time we've done it, it seems like we've gone through different sources, different places, and we've come in contact with different people. And every time, 
we still have relationships, I think, with a lot of the people that we've looked at different places with or, or different houses with or different things with. Whether it be realtors or whether it be business people or, and you just build relationships with people that you would not have had. And it's a witness to them what you're doing and how you're reacting. God could have taken David directly to the battle the first time and won it for him. Why didn't he do it the first time? Why did he do it the second time? Do you think it was a witness the second time when they won the battle that David didn't fight and they just won? Everything we do in our lives is a witness. You are a witness. You don't go a witnessing. You become a witness with everything that you do and everything that you say and every place that you go with either your depression or your joy. With either how you pay your bills or how you don't pay your bills. With either you try to steal something from somebody or you pay up. We've never bought anything from anybody where we've said, you know, it's not worth it. You're asking too much for it. That's their choice. You be the witness that God wants you to be with every person that you come in contact with. You may be the only witness that keeps them from going to hell. So you inquire of the Lord with every situation that you go into. Why didn't God give these other people specific information? Why didn't Jesus give the disciples specific information as to where they were supposed to go? Because he knew they already knew some things. What did he tell them? Every house that you go in, if they don't receive you, what? Shake off the dust. Are the disciples being a witness to these people? Are you being a witness to people that you come in contact with? Does it matter how you go into their house? Or do you go into their store? Or you go into their business? Or you go into their uh, lives? It totally matters. So it matters how you inquire of the Lord that morning. It, you know, you may think it's too simple, but it matters what you wear that day. And let me explain to you why. Because the person that you come in contact with, the Lord may tell you, I've seen Keith do it a countless number of times. I've done it myself. You come in contact with somebody, and the Lord just say, give them your coat, give them your earrings, give them your purse, give them your this, give them your that. Well, what if you wouldn't have worn it that day? Just like this morning, I told it first service. How many people took the time to inquire of the Lord? Lord, do I get up and go to church 15 minutes early this morning? You already lost an hour. I doubt anybody in this room asked the Lord, should I get up and go early this morning? But what if? What if there would have been somebody in the parking lot that would you to come in contact with, that they'd have pulled in at that time, and they'd really, really, really needed to be ministered to. 
And the Lord, you would have inquired of the Lord, and he'd have said, you know what, Cindy, go 15 minutes early. There's somebody that you're just going to come in contact with. All you need to do is give them a hug. Change their day. Change their week. Why does God not give us specific direction sometime? Number one, we don't inquire of him. Number two, we don't want to know. It's his mercy. Because too many times he tries to tell people stuff and they're going to do it their own way no matter what he tells them. They've got their mind set on, I'm going to go now and I'm going to go this way, and their tradition and their routines far, far outweigh God's way. What if David would have been that way? What if he just said, okay, now God, uh, I've got my mighty men set. They've already got their pants on. they already got their shield on. They're already ready. They stayed up. We've already got the battle plan set out. We're going to do it this way, and they're going to go this way, and we're going to do this, and we got a plan, God. Reckon who would have won? The Philistines would have won. And then they'd have come back crying, God, we lost everything. We lost our money. We lost our house. The kids are acting crazy. Why, God? I just don't understand it. Why? Why won't you bless us? Why won't you help us? Why won't you lead us? When he's trying with everything he can to help lead us and guide us. But he knows what we know. And when he says, go to church 15 minutes early, or when he says, uh, go look at this, or go do that, or, or uh, spend extra time doing this, or don't do that, it's up to us then if we do that or not. You know, we weren't just set here to do things our way and what we wanted. How many of you in here realize that you're here for more than just you? I think that's probably everybody. How often do we remember that, though, when our flesh is screaming, I don't want to do that, Lord? Because this flesh is loud. And it thinks of me when it gets off work. And it thinks that it wants to rest. And it don't want to think of nobody else. And it don't want to deal with nobody else. And it wants to do nothing but it wa- what it wants to do. And it's got enough to deal with on its own. It don't need nobody else's problems. But you know what? As long as you think that, you're going to have problems. But if you start trying to help somebody else and help do other things, then you'll find out, uh, well, maybe I don't have as much problems as what I thought I had. I told at first service, I think the last several times that we've done any, I don't like to call it counseling because it's really not most of the time, uh, loving on people, it's been the most inconvenient times. I think time before last, we had just flown in from a trip, and I'm getting a text almost as we're landing. And, 
uh, we were tired, and I wound up spending like two or three hours with somebody. And then um, the time after, the just was it last weekend or weekend before last, two weekends ago, uh, I got a text, and, and I was tired. We had just finished a bunch of other things, and uh, some youth texted me, and um, they said, um, can you meet with us? And I thought, uh-uh, no, not happening. And I checked my heart, and I said, is that what love would do? And it was a serious situation. And it took me about 30 whole seconds to say yes. And not to be doing it unwillingly. I wanted to do it. Because I thought, God loved me. And he cared for me. And he gave himself for me. And he's always there for me. And when I don't have an answer, he's always got one for me. And maybe these people don't have an answer. And I can help them. And I was young. And I was hurting. And there was people to help me. And if I can help them, I'm going to do it. And God helped us. And I think that's what we're all here for. If we forget that God loved us and what he did for us. And if we forget that he forgave us and all the crud that we did, you'll never help anybody. You'll never want to. You'll never be the example to the other people that you come in contact with. But if you think back for 30 whole seconds, if it takes you 30 seconds to remember when somebody needs something about what he did for you and what he pulled you out of, and that you have a house and you have a roof and you have things and you're coming in contact with people. I mean, faces don't, I mean, they don't show anything. People can put a smile on their face and the person that you're sitting next to can be almost ready to commit suicide. And God sit there through the whole service and you sit right next to them. And you not even inquire of the Lord. Lord, is there anything that you want me to do? Because you're in your own little world. You live in Dave's world. <laughs> it was like first service, they sang this song, and I thought, hmm, I don't sing another one. And they said, but I like that. It goes with my message. I said, they said, Dave's world. <laughs> but you can't live in your own world. You've got to think about the person next to you. You've got to think about inquiring of the Lord. And if you do that, I know you think I've digressed, but I haven't. If you do that, I have seen every time that we have done that. If we're thinking about, okay, God, you said for us to do this. Okay, this is our goal. You said do this. But all along the way, we're coming in contact with people. All along the way. And we're ministering to people all along the way. I know we were in a place the other day. I won't tell you where. But um, Keith was in a The lady comes running up to him. Uh, pray for me. Pray for me. I mean, every place that we've gone, I mean, this is the place that we're thinking about starting someplace. Pray for me. Pray for me. 
you know? And everything that we've done, we've come in contact with people. What if we say, we don't have time to fool with you. We've got to get this done because God said do this. We'll never reach this. And it's the same way with you. You'll never find your right house. You'll never find your right office. You'll never find your right jobs. You'll never find your right cars. You'll never find your right mate. You'll never find your right... If all the while you're stepping on this person and stepping on this person and stepping on this person because it may be just the person that you stepped on that may be the open door to find the other person. You must inquire of the Lord. Lord... They are rude. They are obnoxious. <laughs> if we really have to deal with them? Yes. And you deal with them. And you watch them melt. I know we've done business, and when we're done with it, we come in contact with people and they say, I can't believe you're doing business with them. They are the hardest people. Nobody can do business with them. And I think, I like them. I like them a lot. But it's because that's what you were supposed to do. And if you do that with your whole heart, you will find your answer. What did Abraham do? Was he seeking out all the time for himself? Did he take on Lot? Huh? Did he take on Lot and help Lot? Did he have to? But he got direction all along the way. And he was in the right place. And he was doing the right thing. There's people that you're supposed to be helping. There's things that you're supposed to be doing. And all along the way, if you're doing that, you will come in contact with the right people and be in the right places and get the right answers to exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Let's look at a couple of scriptures, and I think it will help you here. Psalm 1611. You might even want to mark these. Thou will show me the path of life. Willie? And in his presence is fullness of joy. And in your right hand there's pleasures evermore. Proverbs 3 6, everybody knows it, you can probably quote it. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he'll direct your paths. How do you acknowledge him? You inquire of him. When you get up, when you get ready to do something, and if he don't tell you anything, why isn't he telling you? Because you already know. You know how to put your pants on. You know how to put your shirt on. You know how to brush your teeth. You know how to drive your car. You know how to adjust somebody. You know how to take an x-ray. Unless he says do it different, you do it the way he, you know to do it. Matthew 7 says, Seek and you'll find. That's what inquiring means. If you seek him, you'll find out the answer. If you do what he tells you to do, you'll do it. 
You'll get it. You'll get your answer. Proverbs 4.18 says, The path of the just is as a shining light that shines more and more unto the what? Perfect day. If you haven't been having perfect days, maybe you hadn't been inquiring. Because just because you did it that way yesterday doesn't mean you do it that way today. You may need to uh, start with steak for breakfast and end up with eggs for dinner. We are creatures of habit. But God's not a God of habit. We are. We need to find out from Him what we are to do and how we're to do it and when we're to do it. And don't just do it our regular routine unless He says do it our regular routine. And if we'll trust Him, He'll show us exactly what to do. It wasn't confusing for any of the guys that looked like they didn't get specific direction. They had specific direction. Because if God tells me, Phyllis, go, go to this place or go find a, a building or go do this, He knows what I know. And He knows what I'm going to do. And He knows what He's trained me to do. And I'm going to do it. But if He tells me, Phyllis, go do this, then I'm going to do this. Or, or turn here and do this, then I'm going to do this. What about you? Does he know what you know? Don't just hop up and take off on a trip to Dallas without asking him. And then wonder why you had three flat tires and, you know, somebody pulled out in front of you and hit you. Inquire of him. Let him protect you. Find out what you're supposed to do. Then he can protect you. Then it'll get to be a perfect day. Always in your life. All right? Stand up with me. Let me pray over you. Father God, I just lift up every person in this room today. And I ask you to lead them. I ask you to open up their hearts where, and my hearts, where we have missed it in any way that we haven't inquired of you or we've been slow to inquire of you. That we not miss it ever again, Father, by doing it our own way, Father. But we want to do it your way. And we want to inquire of you, Father, and find out the perfect way so that we can bring you the most glory and be the best witnesses for you, Father. We know that your way is the best way, Father, and it's in that that we'll be the most happy. And we just ask you to lead us every step along the way in everything that we do throughout our day. And if you can agree with that, I'd like for you to say, thank you, Lord, for helping me, you, for helping me. To, walk you, to walk with you and do it, and do it. Joyfully. joyfully in Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen.